0: Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I'm going to talk about seven ways to boost your recovery motivation. Because I think. Even sort of recovery, as we know, it can be a challenging, long old road. Your motivation is going to fluctuate quite a lot. Some days you're going to feel like you're really up for it. Other days, not at all. It's all part of the process. But how can we stay in that more motivated place where we're holding on to why we're recovering, why we're on the road in the first place, and all the good things? So seven different ways. So number one, let's just dive straight in. So number one is accepting your ambivalence. So accept that ambivalence, being in two minds about change is absolutely normal. You can then be much more compassionate and understanding with yourself because your eating disorder has been a coping strategy for a long time. Now, if you don't accept your ambivalence, I think the trap people fall into is sometimes thinking, oh my goodness, I'm failing at recovery, so what's the point? might as well just give up and go back to the eating disorder because that's what I know that's what feels safe when actually the recovery road is not linear it is bumpy there are ups and downs you're going to have good days and bad days and actually if you can just go with the flow of this and accept that recovery is imperfect you're going to feel ambivalent you're going to change your mind sometimes you can be much more compassionate and understanding and kind towards yourself and just to kind of hang on in there and accept this is part of the journey rather than going into that all or nothing kind of either i'm winning at recovery or i'm failing and that black and white thinking is not helpful because for many people they just feel overwhelmed that recovery is too difficult they're not doing it perfectly so they retreat back and of course it's not helpful so Accept your ambivalence. Your eating disorder has probably given you certain things, a sense of control maybe, a way of dealing with difficult feelings, distracting or numbing from things that are going on in your life. Perhaps it's become part of your identity and you don't know who you are without it. Perhaps it's a way of communicating to others when you cannot communicate through words. And perhaps it's a way of temporarily feeling a bit better and boosting self-worth. Although of course we know this doesn't really work. Now, remember as well on the recovery road, you can learn to cope in healthier and more soul nourishing ways, even when you're feeling really ambivalent, okay? So even if you have no sense at this moment how you're gonna do that, what that's gonna look like, have faith and keep taking those steps forward because it will all come to you in time, okay? So accept the ambivalence, be kind, be compassionate to yourself, recognize that the journey is imperfect and keep going. Number two, your purpose. So your purpose on this earth is not to shrink your body. Now I think society has often conditioned us so much that we can feel like I'm only acceptable if I'm muscular or really thin or really lean, but we were not put on this earth to pursue the perfect body or to shrink ourselves or to punish ourselves in this way. You have talents, passions, purpose, loves, things that light you up, things that interest you, things that get you into a flow state where time just passes and you don't even realize it. And maybe right now you feel really out of touch with all of this. Maybe you feel that you've forgotten how to do these things. You've forgotten who you were before you had the eating disorder but it doesn't matter because you can get back towards yourself, okay? So have a think about what did you used to love to do? Can you remember a time when you were more free and relaxed? Maybe it's been a very, very, very long time ago, but there will probably be some clues in your past which indicate the things that really light you up and bring you joy. Number three, your trauma. So maybe you've experienced trauma, loss, toxicity, betrayal, a loss of your sense of self and worth. And I think life can be incredibly hard and challenging. You may feel broken, you may feel I'm undeserving, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable. You may feel in a very hopeless and helpless place. Now, however low you are feeling right now, I want you to know that you can heal through this. You can get through this and one day, Although it may feel impossible right now, your greatest pain will be a memory and an integral part of your life tapestry that would have helped you to get to the place that you needed to get to. Now, it's important to say here, you know, you might need therapy or coaching or a lot of support to kind of work through your trauma and to heal. You might need to do a course, you might need to read, you might need to journal a lot, you might need to go on retreats or do somatic work or something else, and I think, everyone's journey is quite individual in terms of how they move through and process their trauma. But I know for myself, when I was in my 20s, I felt so hopeless, helpless, not good enough. I didn't really see a way out. I felt very broken. I felt I wasn't able to have healthy relationships. I felt that my worth was pretty much zero. And I never could see how I was going to get out of this, how I was going to feel better, how I was going to, you know, develop a sense of self separate from my family, all the things, okay, but now I look back and having done the work of healing and coming through the other side, which of course is an ongoing process. I can really see that some of those things that I went through, although I would not have chosen to go through them, they have enabled me to do the job that I do today. They have enabled me to have a lot of insight and wisdom, um, a lot of self-understanding and reflection. And you know, I would not choose to go through some of those things again, but actually from my greatest pain has come my purpose. Okay. Now, I don't want to invalidate anyone's experience. You know, you might be at the moment in a really sort of toxic, awful situation. You might be feeling really low and that, you know, you can't see a way out and you just feel the struggle is overwhelming. But I just want to kind of bring you some words of comfort, really, just to say that however stuck you're feeling right now, you can get through this, okay? There are many, many people in the world as well that have been through some really difficult times and have come out the other side. So hold on to that hope look for the exits. I know for myself, I went down many a dead end in recovery before I found things that worked. And of course, there's not usually one quick fix, sadly. We're all looking for it, aren't we? But every step that you take towards your recovery and healing is another step forward, and that is valuable, and it's taking you one step closer. And even holding on to that hope that recovery is possible, it will keep you looking for the exits and pursuing that recovery path because I think when we give up and we feel that we're broken and we're helpless and hopeless, we start to not look for the exits anymore and then we genuinely feel incredibly stuck. So time for a short advertisement break. On the outside you have it all together, you're successful, you seem happy, but what your friends and family don't see is that you're living in the vicious cycle of bulimia. You know something needs to change, your health depends on it, but you just don't know where to start or how to move forward. That's where Conquering Bulimia comes in. It's a -a one-of-a-kind online recovery course brought to you by certified eating disorder coaches Sarah Lee and Merit Elizabeth. They know exactly what you're going through. They've both recovered from bulimia and have teamed up with leading experts to create an online course with over 70 videos as a powerful addition to your recovery. Conquering Bulimia is private and self-paced, filled with personal stories and coaching tips that will teach you how to change your behaviors for good. It will challenge and inspire you, and it's affordable, offered at the incredible discount of over 60% of the cost of one-on-one coaching. Break free from bulimia on your terms and start living the life of peace you deserve at conqueringbulimia.com. Number four, your future self. So your future self is unlikely to place so much value on weight or body shape. Your future self is going to be looking back wistfully at the decades past, recalling experiences, connections, adventures and squeezing the juice out of life. And you don't want your future self to be looking back with regret, to be wishing that you hadn't stayed inside, missed those relationships, missed those adventures, missed those opportunities, because you were so hard on yourself and you felt that your body was not acceptable or that you had to change to be out in the world. So think about what would your future self want to be looking back on? What are the memories that would be really important to stand out for you? and live today with your future self in mind. So you might want to think about, you know, in 10 years time from now, and you are looking back at the last decade, what is it that is going to be really important to you? What do you want to be focusing on? Who do you want to be hanging out with? How do you want to be spending your time? Okay, because I think life is short and we don't want to be wasting the best years of our lives stuck in an awful cycle of eating disorders, and, you know, all the behaviors that really restrict and limit us, okay? And you might feel very, very scared about change, but get support, okay? Think about the kind of support that's going to be right for you, and reach out, okay? Because of your future self will be so thankful for it. Number five, nostalgia. Now, this is one that a lot of my clients struggle with, I think we often look back at pictures on our phone of our past thinner physiques, and we have a kind of rose tinted nostalgic memory of these times. Now, the human brain is very interesting because I think we tend to be quite nostalgic beings. You know, perhaps if you've had a relationship in the past, which was actually quite toxic, you might find your brain, you know, still kind of. Thinking back longingly to the good points of the relationship, to the time where that person, you know, was really attentive and kind and invested a lot in you. And you kind of gloss over the kind of more toxic aspects, particularly when you're feeling lonely or down or, you know, just not having a great day. So get real about the pictures on your phone. And in the first place, I wouldn't even be looking at these because they give such a distorted reality. Don't let your romantic emotional notions distort the cold, weak, half-life that you suffered in the pursuit of thin or leanness, okay? Get really real about this, okay? Because I think sometimes we just gloss over the costs and we have this kind of fantasy about what life was like. Okay, now I think society will tell you that the thinner you get, the leaner you get, the more muscular you get, the more acceptable you will be and the better life you will have. Now you might want to be kind of prioritizing your health and looking after yourself. But I think it gets to a point where we cross a line and actually we are actually compromising our health in the pursuit of these things. And we're no longer in a place of mental and physical kind of optimal health. So really get real about this, be radically honest with yourself about the very real costs. Number six, the pros of the eating disorder. So reflect on the the pros, and I'm saying this with inverted commas, pros, the eating disorder does help you cope. Obviously, the pros are maladaptive ways of coping, we're not promoting that, but we're also offering ourselves acceptance and realising, actually, the eating disorder has helped me cope through a difficult time in my life, it's helped me survive, and maybe it was a life raft when I needed it. However, going forward, I don't want to be using this eating disorder anymore. So how could I be coping in healthier and happier ways? So really think about what are the personal pros for you of your eating disorder? Is it helping you distract from difficult emotions? Is it part of your identity? Is it a way to boost self-esteem? Is it a way to communicate with others? What is it personally for you? Because if you can identify the pros of your eating disorder, you can start to think about how you could cope in healthier and happier ways, okay? And you are resourceful and resilient, and you can find alternative ways to do things differently. And do reach out for support if you feel stuck with this. And number seven is a quote. So Lewis Carroll said, in the end we only regret the chances we didn't take relationships we're afraid to have and the decisions we waited too long to make so i say that again in the end we only regret the chances we didn't take relationships we're afraid to have and the decisions we waited too long to make so be brave you can do it okay think about the future self you don't want to be looking back at with regret on all the things that you have missed out on. Yes, it's scary going forward and making changes, but actually the future could hold so many wonderful opportunities for you. You could step far more into your full and flourishing self. Yes, it's going to be an up and down bumpy old road, but it's so worth it rather than being stuck in the depths of an ED. Okay. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already on Instagram, do seek me out at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating If you're professional listening, you may be interested in my online body image and eating disorder courses. um, these are for professionals who are working with clients. So if you're a personal trainer, a therapist, a counsellor, a nutritionist, a dietitian, and you're fairly new to eating disorders and you want some tips and skills and strategies and to build confidence in working with clients, yeah, do have a look at the links in my show notes and you'll be able to kind of find out more about the courses and see if they're right for you. If you like this podcast, I'll be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.